Hello everyone, Ashley here with a very important announcement. Beginning on August 29th, 2023, the Stitcher app and website will end its operations. What does that mean for you? Well, unfortunately, it means that you will no longer be able to access your shows, your downloads, preferences, or listening history. It's gone. Kaput. Finito. That means you can't even listen to us. And we can't even put anything on the Stitcher app. However, you will be able to listen, continue listening to Ham Radio, Stranger Things podcast, as well as your other favorite podcasts on every major listening platform, such as Google, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music. Yeah, all the all the majors. Spotify. Yeah, I can't believe I forgot about that. Spotify. Uh, basically, any app on the internet you will be able to access to listen to ham radio or your other favorite podcasts but you can't do it on stitcher uh after august 29th so again august 29th the stitcher app is going away and so will its website thank you uh, so much and i'm sorry i had to bring you that very depressing news i'm ashley and i'm jasmine and you're tuned in to ham radio stranger things podcast it's a uh, ham radio. The Cadillac of ham radio. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to yet another episode of Ham Radio as Stranger Things podcast. We've got a great episode for you today, as usual. But first, we have a little housekeeping to take care of, and I'm going to turn it over to Jasmine to let you know where you can find us on social media and where you can listen to the podcast. Thanks, Ashley. You can find us on Instagram at ham.radio.media, on Twitter at hamthrough, on YouTube at hamradiomedia, or using our handle at hamradio1983. We also have a Discord you can join, which is linked in the description of this episode. If you have a fan theory or question you want to share, you can email us at hamradio at gmail.com. Ashley also has a fanfic on AO3 entitled Stranger Things, The College Years, which is also linked in the description. The podcast is available on all major podcasting platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and more. If you like the show, please consider leaving us a rating or review. We have a lot of totally tubular stuff coming up, so be sure to follow us on our socials to keep up with the podcast and all of our new content. All right, so today on the Ham Radio Podcast, we are going to be talking about some Stranger Things 5 announcements and content uh, that were recently um, announced at the Netflix's to Dumb event uh, from June uh, the 17th. Um, we're going to be talking about the new the Stranger Things 5 logo, official logo was also revealed at Tudum. Uh, Netflix expanding its time frame. Uh, Jasmine will be talking about some Stranger Things merch. And I will be sharing a little bit of a revelation that I had uh, while re-watching uh, season one. And then we're going to end it on, you know, just some recent Stranger Things news that, uh, you know, is relevant because at this point, any news is news, even if it's fake news, which we also have to share with you guys today. So to start it off, uh, I will just talk briefly about, um, you know, my thoughts on the Tadam event itself. And uh, <laughs> mine is a little bit shorter than, than Jasmine's. Like Tadam, 
Um, like, I don't really watch the whole thing, like, ever, because it's, it's not really, you're not really going to, I found that you don't really get much from it. You sit there for, like, three or four hours, and in our case, it literally is three or four hours until the Stranger Things stuff comes up, <laughs> and you, you just kind of go, wow, I, I spent an entire Saturday, uh, you know, waiting for something big, and, and that's what it was. So, and especially with Stranger Things content, even, you know, if filming were, were taking place right now, I mean, it's, it's like breadcrumbs. And so I always, with these things, except unless it's Stranger Things Day, I never try to get my hopes up too high because you, I know I'm going to be let down with a lot of disappointment. So I try to keep my expectations as low as possible in anticipation for these events so that I'm not uh, let down. But uh, all in all, I mean, we, we, we did get something uh, substantial, uh, Stranger Things wise, and that was good. Um, but yeah, I mean, my, my thoughts on it are the same, going to be the same every year until I'm proven otherwise. So, uh, Jasmine, well, your thoughts? Yeah. Like you said, I, I felt like it was a bit of a letdown this year. I mean, I wasn't expecting like a ton of stuff, but I was expecting more like what they did last year, which is they had the cast, you know, you know, different groups of the cast together, you know, they were doing trivia, they were doing other things. We didn't get a lot of new content, but we got kind of the cast interacting, and so that's always fun. And it was obviously filmed like remotely on the soundstage because of COVID and everything. So I was expecting more something along those lines. So the fact that the actual cast did not appear in any capacity, um, and like you said, it was like three or four hours of waiting around, and then you know at the end of that for the the big thing to be that you know Arnold Schwarzenegger, you know introduced um, Hamilton with the video, but nothing from the main cast. You know, I felt like that was a real letdown for me because I'm like, it's not even like, you know, there was nothing pre-recorded. Like for someone who's not even involved in the show, they introduced another actor that's now joining the show. Like, I don't know, it just felt like, it felt like a letdown. And I think because like, there was a few other shows I was watching for, um, I found that, like, the Bridgerton stuff was really awesome. If there's any Bridgerton fans out there, like, we got, you know, um, Nicola Coughlin was there. You know, we got info. We got pictures. Like, that was fantastic. And it was Heartstopper stuff. For any Heartstopper fans out there, we got episode titles. We got a sneak peek. But then it's, like, I felt like both Wednesday and Stranger Things were a bit of a cop-out because, like, Stranger Things, like, we got a big counseling, counseling, wow, <laughs> casting announcements. You know, none of the main cast was there, and it was Wednesday. The cast was there, but like we got zero new info. And so, like Ashley was saying, I I felt like you know I waited around all this time for kind of for nothing. Um, but you and I were talking about this earlier, and then we were uh, we were thinking, you know, maybe it had something to do with the writers' strike, which you know it is totally possible. But yeah, it just felt like it was. Um, we got you know even less than last year during which was filmed during COVID. So I think that's why my expectations were a little bit higher because I'm like, well, you know, um, you know, we're coming out of out of the pandemic and there should be more, and there was less, which I was, I, I was, I was disappointed by. Yeah, and 
And again, that's why you, I encourage everyone to, uh, out there, if you are a Netflix subscriber and you like their shows and their content, you know, you should always try to keep your expectations at least at the minimum so that you're not completely like, what was that? <laughs> so, um, so, uh, unless, you know, you like live under a rock or, um, you're just not, you know, in tune with the news or the internet. Or if you didn't watch it, um, it's got a little spoiler alert for you. But um, the the Stranger Things uh, five news is we got some casting news, and uh, it, for me, it was definitely a, a very big but pleasant surprise. And that is that the legendary Linda Hamilton will be joining the cast of season five in a uh, an unnamed unknown role at the moment. Um, and so Jasmine and I are going to share our theories uh, on that. So first and foremost, I would just like to say that uh, I really hope that Linda gets some significant screen time. And it's not like a Robert England thing where, you know, she's only in one episode for a few minutes, which I understand like why his, um, <clears throat> you know, his casting was done that way because you know he would he approached them and so they're like obviously like yeah we gotta you know have this guy on because we we want to do something more horror and who better than do that than freddy krueger himself and so they kind of you know put some things wrote a lot of the real plot around that so but with the, the linda hamill thing hamilton thing i feel like maybe that was in reverse order so Maybe they already had a, a role they knew they wanted to write, and they kind of already had Linda Hamilton in mind. I don't know. That's just, uh, you know, my thinking on it. But, uh, I mean, I have more, a lot more specific theories, but I think my biggest theory is, like, she's, I just think she's going to be portraying a character that, that no one, you know, is really expecting her to play. Like, uh, you know, my own... Uh, hyperactive theory is is something like you know what if she you know is her character is Brenner's ex-wife who uh, in his earlier days with the program before he um you know got Henry uh you know she was there right working alongside him but then you know after he took in you know <laughs> took in <laughs> basically uh you know abducted henry into the program and created star crane this program um you know something went wrong or whatever and she's like i don't want to be a part of this anymore and she divorced him and then you know she's maybe like you know somewhere like in present day watching everything from hawkins unfold on the news and it's like hmm you know, I always kind of figured something like this would happen one day because Martin is taking something too far this time and she comes to Hawkins to help out uh, Hopper or Owens or, you know, Eleven or whoever, you know, to work to defeat uh, Vecna and uh, the Upside Down and, and really helps fill in gaps to Henry's, you know, the 20-year gap um, between when Henry first came to the lab and then with the, the massacre. Um, so that's kind of in the range that I feel like she'll, um, you know, she'll be in there. Um, but at the same time, she could be a cameo. I hope not. Uh, but that that's kind of my principal theory 
I know she keeps me playing, or also maybe Mike's Nana. I don't know. She she favors uh, Natalia Dyer a lot, but but I do know I do know who she will not be playing, and that is uh, Karen Wheeler, an old, older Alice Creel, an older Virginia Creel. Like that's not that's that's not happening. Um, sorry to burst anyone's bubble out there. So uh, Jasmine, uh, what are your theories? That's a really good one. I hadn't thought about that, about her playing, like, a more unexpected role, like her playing, you know, Brenner's ex-wife or someone who was previously involved with the program. That's, oh, that's really good. That would be super interesting. I think my my theory's kind of a bit more mainstream in that uh, I feel like she's going to be playing a person of some kind or government agents, one of those kind of maybe gray characters where you're evil, maybe you're working with the bad guys, but then they turn out to be a good guy. Or somebody who, you know, is part of that and then realizes, you know, that the intel that they're getting is wrong, tries to bring it to their attention, they don't want to hear it, realizes that, you know, they're on the wrong side there. Uh, somebody kind of like that. You know, I, that's kind of where, where I lean. But, you know, it, it would be really interesting to have her play somebody unexpected. And they have done that with other characters. They have, you know, done that with other characters before where, you know, Based on their previous type of roles, you'd expect them to play this type of character, but they play this instead. So that's totally possible. Um, but I think, yeah, I think it's either something to do with the military or the government or the program. I also agree with, I don't think she's playing like an older version of, of another character or anything like that. I mean, if she's playing Mike's grandmother, obviously it's got to be the living one, which would be presumably on Ted's side, I, I would presume. Because um, the one time we hear talk about her, her mother, one of my grandparents, she says she says grandma. She doesn't say mom or something like that. So, I, like, <laughs> I, I mean, people are so gosh darn oblivious that um, <laughs> I just don't see what they would ever be involved. In. I mean, I know you're kidding, Ashley, but just to make the point that I've seen those theories too. That people are like, oh, they're playing a family member. They're playing an older version, and I don't think that either. I think. Whoever she's playing, they're either involved with, previously involved with the program or Brenner or somebody or working for the military or the government, the CIA or the FBI, or previously involved somehow, or somehow, you know, she's with me and Hawkins decides to get involved or someone contacts her. I, that's how I, um, that's how I'm kind of leaning in terms of who I think she might play. Yeah, and, you know, majority of the internet believes that as well, because, I mean, you could go on Twitter or Reddit or Tumblr or, or TikTok, any of the major uh, platforms, and, and the big theories are, you know, military personnel working with Sullivan or a federal agent working with Owens or even, you know, someone related to Henry or from his past, but the, the big, the main ones are military or, or you know, government. And, and I'm not saying that, you know, the people who believe that are wrong. I mean, they very well could be right. But, you know, their biggest basis for that is, oh, well, she played in the Terminator. And even though, I mean, that is arguably her biggest role playing Sarah Connor in the Terminator, she's done other things that are, you know, popular. Uh, I mean, may not be like, pop culture popular like the terminator um is but i mean she's she's played um other good roles i mean she was in 
uh, the Children of the Corn movie in 1984, and then on television in like the late 80s, early 90s, she played on a TV series called Beauty and the Beast, you know, which, um, from my understanding, was was pretty popular uh, in its day. Ron Perlman played opposite her as the Beast. Uh, she was obviously the beauty. So that's, I think that's the big reason the internet chooses to lean that direction. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I think uh, it's not going to be anything anyone's uh, really expecting. But, but I, for one, am very excited. I'm very happy for Linda Hamilton uh, because she, outside of the latest Terminator movie, which came out like four or five years ago, I mean, she, and even before then, I mean, she had really done anything in a very uh, very long time so um really excited to see her uh coming on one of the uh, most more popular streaming television series and uh you know being an Eddie's icon herself it's 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 uh it's really really amazing to see so uh, jasmine so you you think that uh linda hamill's casting uh could potentially open the door to some other new characters. You want to kind of talk a little bit about that? Yeah, for sure. And I've seen other people online comment on this too, where, you know, the thing going around is like, no new characters, my ass. You know what I mean? Like that got made, you know, people made such a big deal about that. And, you know, um, you know, long-term listeners will will know kind of about this. And I've talked to, you know, Ashley and I have talked kind of off camera about this, but, you know, if you look at the interview where, they definitely said, you know, no new characters. They're laughing and joking with the with the interviewer. So I never took that super seriously. I took it more as, okay, the goal is to focus on the core cast, which they did outright say seriously. Um, but they were joking around when they said no new characters. Same way they were joking around in another interview about the bats and them being able to kill people. So I just want to point that out because a lot of the stuff gets put on the internet, definitely on Twitter. And I see it in quotation marks, and people are talking about it in complete seriousness. I'm like, if any of you actually watched the interview they say this in, because I have, I mean, they're long interviews. Some of these are like over an hour, so it takes time. But if you actually listen to them, and you actually look at the context, it's like people are taking this up so seriously. And I'm like, okay, but taken in context, they're obviously joking around. So I never bought into that completely. Yeah, I, I do feel... Um, you know, I, I one thing that makes me happy about this casting announcement is I feel like it does open up the door to other new characters since it's clear that they are going to do that or planning to do that, you know? And as you know, again, long term listeners will now be the only real new character I, I see a use for in season four is a love interest for Will. So and I this makes me feel very like vindicated in that I'm like, okay, they can cast Linda Hamilton in an unknown role whoever she may be playing, and they have time and the money and the space to do that, they definitely have the time, money, and space to bring in a great love interest uh, for Will and help give him his happy ending. So not that there's anything about this natural that specifically indicates that, but uh, to me, it leaves the door open, and I'm really happy about that because I was what I was hoping for this season was, okay, we're focusing on the core cast, we're back in Hawkins, but there's also room for, you know, other characters as needed. You know, um, another idea that I really love is, you know, bringing in characters that we've that have been referenced but never seen. You know, and so kind of adding new characters 
you know, not just for the sake of it, but, you know, for a plot purpose to give someone a happy ending, to show her something we've only heard talked about, um, you know, to further the plot. So I'm I'm really excited about that. And the other thing I want to talk about was people have also been making comments about, so Maya Hawk did an interview while um, doing promo for her new movie, um, Asteroid City. And this is getting misquoted a lot as well. It's very clickbaity, but she's being greatly misquoted on this, I feel. So if you haven't read the article, basically it's being misquoted as her saying that like, oh, she has mixed feelings about, um, you know, Robin having a love interest. But if you actually read the article, what she actually says is that, you know, she thinks it's great that Robin's getting love interest, but she doesn't want that to take away from her friendship with Steve or their screen time. Because like in her personal life, friendships have really been what carried her through. And, you know, Joe Kiwi's a great screen partner and they have a lot of great chemistry. And so she doesn't want to take away from that. And I think that's totally, that's a totally valid take. I mean, that's a very important relationship in the show. It's something I really love watching. I think a lot of people do. It's been huge for Steve and for Robin's kind of development as characters. And I like I, I wouldn't want anything to take away from that either. And I don't think it will. I mean, I kind of see her romance with Vicky as being something that kind of weaves through the season. You know, it's not going to be a primary focus because the primary focus is saving the world. And Steve is a part of that plot in a way that, as far as we know at this time, Vicky is not. She could become part of that plot. I mean, I don't know about you, Ashley, but I'm kind of picturing a scenario in which, okay, it's the core cast, but then at some point the parents, the the significant others, the the other people in this town eventually start either start to realize or, you know, discover what's going on. Because, I mean, there's ash falling from the sky, you know. That only goes on for so long before people start to realize something is up. Totally. Um, speaking of um, <laughs> uh, Robin's love interest, by the way, and, and, and folks, I, you know, I um, was contacted recently by the Duffer Brothers themselves, who actually told me this. But um, yeah, Vicky is the reason that Eddie is no longer with us. So enjoy Molly Ringwald for probably eight episodes next season and have her talk your ears off uh all season and uh i mean i just have to say like i'm like yeah i trust that you know the duffer brothers had a reason for killing eddie off they said he was always meant to die but i'm like i can't i can't handle you know chatty patty for an entire season plus the other chatty patty who robin seems to now be i just i had to uh had to get that off my my chest there. Um, so uh, another thing uh, we got from Tadam was the official logo of Stranger Things Five. Now I've seen people, you know, some Stranger Things fans accounts on uh, Instagram say that you can if you pair it up between uh, four previous official logos that you can spot the difference between it. it's kind of darker. I can't really tell, but that doesn't mean it's not there. But, I mean, hey, it's it's something. It's It was a little bit emotional uh, for me to watch it knowing that, you know, going in, like, this is the last time we're going to see a new Stranger Things uh, season logo. Like, there is going to be no uh, Stranger Things 6 logo announced. Uh, however, uh, I will say that uh, I was hoping for a graphic visual 
video thing uh, for season five, like we got for season four back in 2019. Um, but I guess the logo is as good as, as, good as we're going to, to get. Jasmine, you have any uh, thoughts on the logo uh, you want to share? Not in particular. I mean, it was what I expected. You know, that's ever since, you know, season two, it's always been, you know, a number and it's the existing logo, which considering it was originally meant to be an anthology series, makes sense. And that's, I've seen other Netflix shows do that where it's like, oh, we got a second season. Amazing. All right. Well, we're just going to slot a number in there. Um, now that it isn't cool, I think the title sequence and the logo, you know, for the show is, is one of my favorite things. It's, one of those shows, you know, some shows you watch, you know, you skip over the title sequence, you kind of move past the logo stuff. This is one that, like, I slip through the entire title sequence that where you watch it for every single time. I love it. I love the whole, you know, the way it all slots in and the characters' names come up, like, the way that, like, they all make a puzzle. I've always loved that. So, yeah, it's exactly what I expected to be. And I didn't feel that sense of emotion, but I think once we start... Maybe it was Stranger Things Day, but like once it starts sinking in that this is really the last season, probably Stranger Things Day, um, or you know, when we get something like really the first like maybe really significant piece of information we get. Um, maybe when filming starts, when it sinks in that this is really the last season, I feel like that's when I'll feel emotional and it'll really uh really sink in for me. Yeah, yeah. Me as well. And uh like I do with every new season. I watch the intro in, in its entirety because it's so iconic. But eventually when I go through rewatches, I'll eventually just skip it because, you know, I already kind of know what's going to come up after the look. I mean, after the intro uh, music, you know, fades out. Um, but yes, yeah, the logo is definitely, um, definitely iconic for sure. So, um, Jasmine, apparently Netflix is going to be expanding uh, their their time frame. You want to tell everyone kind of what what that's all about? Absolutely. So if you haven't heard the news, um, Netflix is expanding uh, the time frame um, that determines their top ten shows, and this has caused a lot of controversy online because under this new system, Wednesday moves ahead of Stranger Things, which in, in terms of why they're doing it and the expansion, you know, a lot of people are saying, okay, well, this means we might get another season of this show that I love because the metrics are expanding. So for all of, you know, all of you people out there, you know, you have a show that's kind of on the bubble, you know, Netflix is famous for, you know, greenlighting, you know, certain things and then, you know, canceling others and people are like, what happened, you know? So for all those fans out there, that's great news. The controversy comes from the fact that under this new system, Wednesday moves ahead of Stranger Things, which I don't think is entirely fair in the sense that, like, Wednesday was a great show, and I'm excited for season two, but was it at the acting, special effects, directing, emotional level that Stranger Things 4 was? I, I don't think so. Like, the, if you see the amount of work that went in from actors, directors, showwriters, costume designers, set designers, special effects artists, like the, the level of work that went into Stranger Things 4 was absolutely on an epic scale. And a lot of work went into Wednesday. It's not, you know what I mean? It's the same handful of sets. It's not quite the same in terms of, you know, scale or amount of work that went in. So that's a lot of what's causing the controversy. So Netflix is tweaking its all-time top 10 lists. 
by expanding the time frame from 28 days to 91 days or four weeks to 31 weeks to better account for long-term popularity and also ordering by accounts viewed, which means that these streamers or weekly rankings will now show the most popular titles by, a, by number of accounts watching as well as total time. Although there's also controversy about that because people say, you know, when something shows up as a top 10, people are like, well, is that really the top 10 or are they tweaking it for what you want to see? There's lots of controversy about that. And so the new ranking system, Squid Game is still the all-time leader for any Netflix title. But under this new system, Wednesday moves ahead of Stranger Things, season four, atop the English language series list based on the longer window and the views metrics. So that's what's going on with that. That's the controversy. So, you know, we're here to, you know, bring you Stranger Things news and, uh, you know, all kind of related news. You know, we, we got something for everybody, truly. Yes, we do. And and I'll say, you know, for this, like, I don't really, you know, pay much attention to things like this. I mean, it's it's fun, you know, while new seasons are out to, you know, do like bragging rights as part of your fan base. But, you know, as someone who watches both Stranger Things and Wednesday, I mean, I, I like both both the shows. And, yeah, I'll agree that Stranger Things is, you know, by far the more superior show to Wednesday. But perhaps, like Stranger Things, maybe as Wednesday grows in popularity, um, you know, they'll their budget will uh, increase, as did Stranger Things, uh, when season two and then season three and of course season four uh premiered uh so you know we'll see but i i do have a little you know my own little theory about you know why maybe netflix is trying to do this and i i really do think they are you know trying to prepare for a post stranger things uh netflix world netflix era uh because you know when stranger things uh first premiered and 2016 i mean the only original netflix series i remember that was on there at the time was orange is the new black and it's like all of a sudden after stranger things it just skyrocketed on netflix everyone wanted you know a piece of that pie if you will and if you look at a lot of the original netflix series uh, that are on there today i mean it's there's a lot of elements from stranger things within those uh, those series and so you know you definitely know which uh who who seems to be the cream of the crop uh over there on the streaming platform and i, I think too uh you know for wednesday like i think like jenna ortega i think is a very talented actress and even though i mean she's you know older than millie bobby brown was in 2016 you know millie bobby brown was like the up-and-coming it girl back then and not that she's not anymore i mean if you look at her her upcoming projects, like three of them are going to be on Netflix. So she's definitely Netflix's quote unquote it girl. But I think they're trying, you know, to get Jenna Ortega kind of in that, that same uh, vein as well. And so I think maybe they think, well, by doing this, we'll be able to give those other shows a chance. And then perhaps we'll have a future uh, after Stranger Things uh, is over. But that's my own. Theory, I could be totally wrong. Um, so we got a little bit more Stranger Things merchandise. Uh, they uh, released a um, on the official Stranger Things writers Twitter account a nail bat Nerf gun. It looks totally awesome. We'll post that link in the description of uh, today's episode so you guys can go check it out for yourselves. But it's it's great to see the the nail bat 
still um, in uh, in everyone's hearts because you know it's it's a very iconic um, prop for the show and one we haven't seen uh, in two seasons now because the last time it was used uh, was in season two but uh, Jasmine got some Stranger Things merchandise of her own. Jasmine, would you like to share? Yes, I would. It's not a Nerf gun nail bag, um, which is, I, I think it's just becoming available. But it's the, um, I got the Stranger Things playing cards from Theory 11, um, and I'm, they just arrived and they are epic, and I'm so, so happy with them. I would highly, highly recommend this to all of our listeners. This isn't like a page more or anything, it's just they're really cool. They're really cool. And, you know, when they did a whole bunch of merch drop recently, you know, there were, you know, there's the VR stuff and there's, you know, there's um, the new board game. And there's a lot of really great Stranger Things merch out there, but I was looking at a lot of it and I'm like, this is super cool. But would I actually use it or play with it, you know? And so that's why I got the playing cards because I'm like, I, I generally love playing cards. And, you know, it's something kind of cool and it's small, easy to move, you know, when I, you know, move apartments or whatever. So they're super cool. I think with taxes in, they were around like $30. So, you know, they're obviously a bit more expensive than our average playing card, but still reasonable. Um, they're really cool. So each of the, the face cards has um, one of the main characters on it. There's also one that's got two main characters on it. Um, the, like, the package it comes in, you know, all of it's, like, holographic. And, you know, it's got this little piece of tape on it that's, you know, property of Hawkins National Laboratory that you have to break open, which I thought was cool. Um, there's so many little details and something I love is that a lot of the products when I got them was I'm like okay this is really cool you won't be able to get these probably after season 5 comes out right because they'll have a new deck of playing cards a new something and something I love is that the cards have these little easter eggs like you know when the the face cards you know when there's a character there you have a character and they're holding things or there's things around them and they've got things from all four seasons, so not just season four. There's some character cards where it's primarily season one, but then there's some season, like, you know, four stuff. We have other characters where it's like, that's primarily season two, but some season three, season two, season four, primarily season three, but that's also from season one. So there's really, like, a combination of things, which is really cool, because a lot of the collabs and merge drops will be specifically for that season. And something I found is that, you know, Looking back on it, there's a bunch of stuff that dropped for season three that's no longer available. And I'm like, wow, that would have been so cool to get. So highly recommend them. I'm going to be doing a full video on my TikTok, uh, you know, showing showing the cards off. So if you're, you know, if that's, you know, if you want to see what they look like before you buy them or you just want to take a look at them, make sure to go check that out because, yeah, they're just really, really cool. They, they look cool. The quality is really nice. I'm just really happy with them. You know, when you buy something, you're like, wow. I spent good money on this, and this thing is awesome. Because you know, sometimes you buy something and you're like, you know, it, it, you spend a lot of money on it. it doesn't It doesn't turn out as good as you wanted it to. Like, oh, this is kind of crappy. But these are really good, so I'm I'm just super happy with them. And they look uh, super awesome, folks. And if you have um, the means, uh, we encourage you to do so. Go look, go play, buy them. And play some Go Fish, or in this case, Go Gorgon, with your family. I'm sure you'll you'll have a lot of fun. And uh, just speaking of fun, um, Jasmine, you know what's open up in up there in uh, Ottawa? Yeah. So in other news, 
Ottawa is getting its first roller rink since the 80s, which just opened up last weekend, which is super cool because there used to be like a ton of roller rinks in Ottawa. And then like at kind of the end of like the disco, like roller skating craze, all of them closed. And so they just opened up a new roller rink. It had its great opening last weekend. It went super well. I'm super excited to be going. Uh, it's really cool for the city. We haven't had anything like this in a really long time. I think the last one closed in like 82. Yeah, 82. So I'm super excited. When I do wind up going, I'm going to take some pictures so we can show everybody. Um, but hopefully, hopefully there will be no Angeles. There will not be any attacking with roller skating, you know, attack by roller skate incidents. I have to, yes. I have, I have to tell this story. So I was just on the phone with my mom and I was explaining this to her. And it was so cute. She was so excited. Like she looks nowhere near me, but she was like, oh my gosh, you're going to love it. It's so much fun. She's like, you know, when I was a teenager, we used to go roller skating every weekend. It was all we did. Like best times of my teenage years. So much fun. Like nobody has ever been more excited for a roller rink than my mother was when I told her. And again, she lives nowhere near me. But it was just so cute. She was just so excited. Like it clearly brought back like memories. Old memories. From, yeah, for like the 70s. Yeah. So that was that was so cute. It was, well, it was I remember, so adorable. Like I, I remember going to the roller rink, you know, as a kid, uh myself. I mean it was a lot of fun even though I fell on my butt, you know, most of the time. And also like I think the biggest advice that I could ever give someone um, when going to a roller rink, especially uh, if you wear a dress, don't wear a dress to the roller rink because, I mean, you're, you know, you have a 99% chance you're going to fall at least once uh, out there because, um, like, as soon as you, your foot, you know, hits the rink, I mean, it's, it's pretty slippery out there. So uh, if you, if you wear a dress, don't wear a dress to the roller rink. You know, I, I recommend pants, <laughs> but not jeans because they might rip if you fall. So <laughs> that's that's my advice to everyone, including you, Jasmine, if you uh, if and when you go to the roller rink. <laughs> so um, well, you're welcome in advance. <laughs> uh, so. You know, uh, since a lot of times I don't have a lot to do uh, as I power down for the for the night, so I've been uh, rewatching Stranger Things uh, for the past week or so, and I started, of course, with season one, and uh, I had a revelation while I was watching season one. Now, some of you may go, when I tell you this, you may go. Well, yeah, I mean, isn't it obvious? But others, you may be like, oh, really? I didn't realize that. So the theory for like a long time since like season one came out was that Eleven opened the gate, the Demogorgon escaped, and she fled the lab on the same day. And for a long time, I really did believe that because it was so obvious, you know, um, you know, that contact and making contact with Mr. Gorgon, um, you know, seemed to scare her really bad, and there was a lot of confusion, so, you know, she just fled, 
But then, you know, I was I was rewatching season one this time. I realized that can't really be the case because you know, number one, she the first time we ever see her on screen, she's wearing a hospital gown. Um which we know had a tear in it. And the fabric uh, was found on the mouth of the tunnel. But when she opens the gate, she's still underwater with that water suit, whatever you want to call it. So my 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 realization is okay, either if she did escape uh on the night that she opened the gate, it had to have been after they got her out of the tank and maybe they put her in her room for the night and then she realized you know, this is it. I can't, you know, I can't handle this anymore. I have to get out of here. And that's what she did. Um, or it might not even have happened on that night. It could have happened like literally the next day. What if first time we ever see Eleven on the screen is like moments after she escaped the lab. I mean, it's very possible because, you know, she doesn't know if it's night or day outside because she unfortunately, you know, lives in the lab where there are no windows or anything for her to look out of. She's, you know, trapped in the basement, essentially, of that facility. Um, but, but I do know that she is the reason the Demogorgon got out because you know, she opened the gate and then the Gorgon, you know, he fled and then that's when he went to Will. So, yeah, that had to have happened in order for Will to been, have been taken. But my realization, my revelation is Eleven did not um, immediately, immediately flee the lab and the chaos of the gate opening and we, what we can assume the Demogorgon uh, getting out. It had to have happened a little bit later than that because of the clothing. Uh, Jasmine, do you have any thoughts uh, on that or... Yeah, I mean, when you first told me that the other day, I was I was really surprised because as soon as you said it, I was like, "Oh my God, you're right!" Like when I thought about it, but I, I just never thought about it that way before. I kind of you know, accepted that information until you said that, and then we started talking about, you know, okay, well, she's in the hospital gown, and she's in the, uh, you know, the she wears in the tank, but then later in the flashback, we see the like the sweatpants and those outfits, when we also see them in the. In the hospital gowns, and then in like even earlier flashbacks, we see, you know, Ellen Kelly in the little like jumper outfits. And, you know, I said to you, I was like, if that's, if that's not intentional, it's odd that they put that in the script and have the costume department like put them in different outfits, you know? Because, I mean, you could make the argument that like, okay, yeah, they were still figuring out what they were doing in season one, but by season two, like, I mean, I have to believe that was intentional. You know, because some of a lot of those flashbacks come later, right? We get stuff in season two, then we get stuff in season four. So yeah, I, I had just I had just never thought about it before. And you and I have talked about our hope that we're going to see you know flashbacks from kind of more of a, the story of you know, how Al got in the lab and what really happened to Will. As they try to uncover more about what happened with Vecna and try to figure out a way to defeat him for season five, we've talked about our hopes for that and. I would really love to see, you know, flashbacks to that or hear the characters talk about it. 
because yeah, I never questioned that timeline until you said that. And then you said that and I was like, yeah, you're so, you're so right. There's no way, it's no way that we went right from the tank to the hospital gown to the, to the estate. I mean, I mean, it's possible, I suppose, that they went and got her cleaned up and brought her back. But I mean, again, if we're going with the chaos there, the demogorgon got out. I mean, it doesn't make sense for like someone to calmly take her back to her room, get her cleaned up and regowned and then be like, now that we've calmly done this, let's go deal with the demogorgon that's going through the hallway. <laughs> you know, like this doesn't really, yeah. you know, like. There's, that train of events doesn't really make sense. And it's established that you can hear, like, if something's wrong in one part of the building, you can hear it in the other parts of them. They understand very clearly across multiple seasons. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, think, you're, I think you're right. And I, I'm, you know, I'm sure that theory is out there. I just, I've never, I've never heard that or seen that before until you mentioned it. So, yeah, I, I think you're right. And I, I really hope we're going to get more information about that because i feel like the more we think about it and the more people we watch and you know and everything we got in season four just opens up even more questions than we had before i mean there's just i i, I never would have expected that we come out with season, uh, season four with more even more questions and answers or that rewatching would bring up so many questions but they have so i'm really excited for you know um ho- hopefully finding out about you know um that timeline and what actually happened and what we didn't see and yeah i would i would love that yeah so what i and and too is just you know knowing now what i know after, after season four like whenever whenever she got out uh the lab in season one i mean she obviously pulled a henry and and eliminated <laughs> Uh, some people like mostly guards along the way because there's no way she was just going to get out there out of there um uh, on on skate so uh we're going to wrap up today's uh, episode by giving you some some recent uh stranger things five news horror film director dan trachtenberg uh, is set to direct an episode of season five, but it has been confirmed it will not be episode one, The Crawl, but he will be directing uh, one episode uh, from uh, season five. And apparently, um, you know, uh, Stranger Things showrunners are very excited about him coming on board. Uh, he's his two biggest films that he's directed, or the Ten and Cloverfield. Cloverfield Lane and Prey, which is on Hulu, um, and they're they definitely uh, if you you can look them up uh, for yourselves. But they um, really play into the apocalyptic, you know, horror genre stuff. Uh, definitely what uh, they're definitely going to be looking for uh, this season. So um, really really excited uh, about that. And then um, we had some some other breaking news, even though it turned out to be fake. Uh, that was <laughs> Jodie Foster joins the cast of season five. Uh, and uh, that was quickly shot down by the Stranger Things writers Twitter account. I mean, just the most brutal roast about always having your facts together before you publish something online. And I agree with them um, because like okay yeah this this particular twitter account posted this okay they looked out when they posted like a week before the linda hamilton announcement was made okay but come on 
Like, they're not going to have, you know, two very iconic, uh, you know, leads in, in one season, and especially the final season. But, I mean, it would it would be pretty awesome. But, uh, yeah, it's not it's not happening. Jodie Foster is not going to be acting in, in season five. Um, Jasmine, quick thoughts on uh, either one of those announcements. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm I'm interested to see how then Jadenberg, you know, his, how his directing is like. I mean, personally, the directing I'm shooting for is Sean Levy and the Duffer Brothers. But I am interested to see kind of, um, you know, what that episode is, is going to to be like and people have speculated it's going to be something towards the end of the season and one of the big battles which I could definitely see you know if that's what their their background is in and I will say that if that kind of thing had been announced prior to season four I think I would have been more concerned because I'm I'm not into horror you know but I think because you know there's a lot of hype about you know being darker more mature more horror like season four and I really really enjoyed season four and, uh, you know, I didn't find, you know, it, it didn't feel like horror to me. It felt more, there was elements of horror, for sure. But the things I disliked most about horror, kind of the jump scares and that kind of thing that we did see a little bit of in season one. So uh, I'm honestly excited. Like, you know, I think they're trying to do some really cool things with their final season while keeping it closer to home. And I'm, I'm honestly excited to see, um, you know, what he's going to bring. And I have faith. I mean, I feel like, you know, yeah, I've been only more into horror elements, but so did season four, but also while keeping true to the essence of the show, because I think the Duffer Brothers are well aware that people are not, it's not a horror series. You know, it's not what people are tuning in for. You know, it's yeah. a sci-fi, fantasy, nostalgia series rooted in these characters that people have come to you know, love and, and or hate as if they are real people. And, mm -hmm. I, you know, you can see how aware that they are. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, a, I'm excited, honestly. And uh, as for Jodie Foster, I mean, love her. But uh, people really need to uh, check their sources and, you know, not go blasting things, especially when uh, you're on a platform that the writers have an account on. So that's, uh, <laughs> yeah. <it's>, uh, <laughs> Not great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, that uh, that will uh, complete today's uh, episode. Um, we want to say thank you, everyone, for joining us today. And uh, we'll see you guys uh, next time on the show. And that's our show. If you like what you heard today, be sure to subscribe and tell your friends. Our theme music is provided by Neon Knights, and our sound editing is provided by Ashton Cooper. Thank you for listening to this episode of Ham Radio, a Stranger Things podcast. Please join us next time. Same dial, same time. Over, Over and out. out.